Hey out there, everybody, and welcome to Caffeination 519. This is the Fit to be Tied edition here at the Caffeination Podcast. We are both just a little bit punchy. It's been a long, long week, and it's only halfway through. Am I right there, Steve? That is correct. We have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. This uh, episode, however, is more than a little odd because it, it kind of came together at the last minute. Uh, we have a lot of other fun stuff that uh, usually happens beforehand. We even usually talk a little bit more about things beforehand. But we are live over at live.caffeination.com. So if you're free Wednesday evening, roughly around 9.30, I don't think we've started at 9.30 for a couple weeks, actually. No. <laughs> so so uh, if you're free roughly around 9.30, we'll roughly start around 9.30. Uh, this is the Caffeination Podcast, so if you're looking for it, any and all of its fun stuff can be found over at www.caffination.com. We are a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. All of the member shows have agreed to create child-safe, family-friendly, and educational content. Content. Everybody is listed over at caffeination.com. Uh, I am Paul. This is Steve. And we are ready to give you the high-octane world of caffeine culture technology news and a fun new little segment that's going to be uh, debuting in a little bit. What are we calling it? Uh, we're calling it Steve's World. Yeah, to look it up. It's named after you. I know. Well, you know what? Oh, <laughs> you know, you know, it's hard to find good help these days. How do you do it with, with, with uh, the, this, this slob running the show? Well, I'd say uh, caffeine. So, so that's how you keep up with that's me? That's how I keep it up. Okay. Because I'm not calling you you the, the, the problematic child here. I, I think it's more than my fault. Well, as long as uh, you don't click on something that shuts down the whole uh, operation. Yeah, well, you know, maybe if you said it a little bit louder, it would actually happen again. <laughs> you know, so why don't, why, don't you, why don't you just uh, go a little easy on that, all right? Okay, we have a fun little show lined up for you today. We're going to do the normal rundown. We're just going to shoehorn a little uh, fun uh, production halfway through. Uh, we're going to call that Steve's World because Steve has some fun, interesting facts he likes to share with the That's group. That's right. So, uh, yeah, what did you do, Geeky, this week, good sir? Uh, I went out and bought myself a uh, Kindle Fire. Would you like to show the group the, the Kindle I w- Fire? I will show the group, as you can see. The Kindle Fire. That is fantastic. We're going to actually switch to the Steve Cam just so we can see the the uh, wonderful majesty of the Kindle Fire in and of itself. Now, Does that work? Sort of. Can more than see? a little bit. It says the caffeination. That's Fan- right. Fantastic job there. <laughs> fantastic job. All right, we're going to switch off the Steve Cam because we got to have a better angle for that one, an angle for the dangle on that one. That's right. So uh, if you're looking for the uh, podcast, I already told you where you can find it, uh, but I haven't told you how you could comment. Any feedback, suggestions, listener emails, anything you'd like to shoot our general direction, please do so by calling 215-240-1319, twitter.com slash caffeination. You can email me directly at paul at caffeination.com. Or you can get me at steve at caffeination.com. And that's all we really want to know. We really want to know how you can reach out and touch somebody. That's right. <laughs> it works. It really does. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we have a bunch of fun stuff to talk about. Geeky this week for me, unfortunately, I got pretty much nothing. I've been running around like a chicken with my hair on fire. Um, chickens don't have hair. No, not at all. So, that, yeah, that's, that's flub number one for me. <laughs> it's it's going to be a good show. going to be a great show. Um I gotta tell you though, I mean, there was geeky things that happened in work, but I don't know if I can lay claim to that geek. It's like I took apart a laser cutter today. That was kind of fun. 
Sounds interesting. It sounds interesting, except for the fact that, you know, it was really just a bunch of screws. <laughs> like, it was like the lens that holds it in. It's like this really complicated thing, but you could basically beat it together with, you know, just a couple screwdrivers and an Allen wrench set. And, you know, it just so happens that somebody in the factory got a little overzealous and tightened one thing too much, Ooh. and the whole lens was stuck in the thing. So I don't actually play with the laser. The laser comes in this giant cartridge that just sits in the back. It's like, thump, pew. It'd be awesome if it actually made that noise, but it doesn't. I might actually have to change our sound effects on the machine so that when you get a cut, it goes <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Maybe for the entire time that it takes to cut your job, it should just do that repeatedly, and people will cut, cut less and less. But, um, Probably. The other th- fun thing was almost entirely awesomely geeky, but it didn't turn out to be. Uh, it was we, got it, we have a CNC router, which is a computer numerically controlled uh, uh, router, so it basically cuts things in three dimensions. It's really, really awesome. It's four feet by four feet. Um, yeah, it, it, the computer just would not accept the software, so I didn't even get to see it do anything really awesome. And then we, we were missing some other pieces for some other things, so the smaller version of the same thing that we have wasn't able to do anything either. So it was almost really cool, <laughs> and we're going to do some fun stuff to test it out you know, further on down the road. Like We found out we could basically put like a block of wood on the table and have it cut a guitar out of a block of wood. Wow. So that's going to be cool. And I need to learn how to play it. But, I mean, you know, that's all kinds of well and good. But it's just, it didn't really happen. So it was kind of like the, the week of Almost Geek. So, all right. We're going to dive week. right into the uh, the fun stuff that we got going for you here. Uh, the first thing that I want to talk about is Pinterest is exploding. I didn't start out on it. You couldn't really see the uh, point of it. You didn't really do very much on it. No. My wife has been addicted to this yeah. thing for months. And she gave me an invite. This is probably the first and only time that I've ever had to ask her for the invite to something crazy that's appeared online. So it's like, it's it's a real turnabout. And the only reason that I actually thought it's going to be a really useful social network is because it didn't come out of the tech sector. It's not something where a lot of people were, were, you know, sitting there going, oh, you know, if you use uh, this particular formula, you could uh, fargle your SEO bargles up into making sure that your uh, site gets pushed higher and higher. Because that's not what actually works on Pinterest. Pinterest people share things that are fun and cheap and easy to do around the house or ways to save money by doing other things. It's really rudimentary and simple content, primarily visually oriented. So it's not like you could go on there and I'm going to push an episode every time we do it because that's not something that people would care about. I'd probably get unfollowed by a lot of people. So, But it's like when I put a poster out, you can be sure that I'm probably going to put it up on Pinterest if I think it's good enough. And it's really interesting when people reshare the stuff that's on there. But you know, like a lot of social networks that are out there, um, nobody's really sure how they make money. Like Facebook doesn't charge except for the fact that every once in a while somebody puts around that fun little status update. If you don't repost this to 40 of your friends and slap a monkey, then – then, then uh, you know, Facebook is going to start charging. But it's it's one of those things where you're like, okay, well, how are they really making their your money? Well, they're 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 selling your personal details to advertisers. That's how they're really doing it. But Pinterest has actually found an, another fun way. Not only are they really early on in the uh, whole game of uh, you know uh, making a social network actually pay, but they're making it work because what they're doing is they're scraping any product link that you uh, have on there, and they're actually turning it into an affiliate link for them, which is interesting. It's a great way to actually uh, monetize their network. The only problem is that you who are doing the sharing aren't getting any cut of the affiliate. 
and let's just say you found a really cool product on Amazon and you put your affiliate link in there. It would override your affiliate link by putting theirs. Oh, wow. And it's one of those things where it's it, – since they didn't disclose that they're doing it, uh, it, it seems a little bit on the hinky side. Right. I mean we talked to – I talked to my wife about this and she says, I don't care. Can I still use it? I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's not like she's going out and buying things directly from the website and I don't really think that that's the, the way that the site is going to move down the road because – I don't see a lot of sales generated from it. I see more interest and more traction generated, right. but I don't see sales directly. So I kind of think it's interesting. I wanted to share it with the group and see what other people say out there. And the funny thing is this is actually written by Cecily Kellogg, one of the people we met at PodCamp Philly. Hmm. She was one of the ones who did the uh, media kit oh, okay. session. So really awesome woman, and she has a really good and interesting slant on the whole Pinterest thing. So you just wanted to share with the the, the group. I know there's a lot of people out there who love Pinterest. And the funny thing about it is, well, it's not even funny. It seems primarily focused on women. And there's very few men who have yeah. a decent amount of followers on there. And I'm only just starting, not like, I'm not even saying, hey, I'm internet famous. Why don't I have uh, more followers? It's, I'm only getting followers because friends of mine on Facebook are showing up there. And it's you only get in yeah. through Facebook or Twitter. So if you're getting in one way or another and you search for your friends that are on there, I'm already there. That's it, It's it's very organic in how it's growing. Yeah, that's, a, that's the same thing with me. I keep I, Like every other day I'll get, oh, this person's following on Pinterest. This one's following. It's like, okay, well, enjoy. I'm, there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah, well, nothing there for you. I keep finding awesome stuff. It's just – the funny thing is like I have two kinds of posts that come my way. I have guys who either email me or talk about it on Pinterest or Facebook and say, I don't know what I'm doing. And the the, the ladies who are on there are like, this is fantastic, and they just run. And it's like, wow, that it's blowing my mind. I mean I understand it. I think it's really cool. And I keep unfollowing all the people who – only put like fashion stuff up there because that's not interesting to me. Right. But I think it's going to be better than – Tumblr because uh, it, it yeah that's weird is it not showing up on the the thing I think it's gonna be better on Tumblr but it's uh, you know it's one of those things so uh, we may or may not have just started the uh, <laughs> just started the live feed uh, I don't entirely know what happens but I'd like to thank Steve right off the bat because <laughs> we've only gotten a little bit into it. So if you'd like to see the first half of the show or hear the first half of the show, then you're going to have to listen to the episode after the fact because we don't have time to to loop back around all that nonsense. And that's but, at caffeination.com. C-A-F-F-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and yet another one time where I've messed up entirely. And I was wondering why we weren't getting a lot of traction with people actually there. <laughs> All my fault. So if you are there in the room, I am in in incredibly sorry that you missed the fun little talk on Pinterest. <laughs> but, yeah, there's usually a little bit more traction on them. We're going to move on to the next story, and you can hear all the funniness about that at, <laughs> over at caffeination.com after the fact. Uh, but here's the next uh, thing that we're going to be talking about. We're talking about the Lord of the Ring project. Lord of the Ring project is probably one of the hugest examples of geekery, Tolkien or otherwise, that I've ever seen. This is a massive undertaking by one uh, Lord of the Ring fan who I've seen his name put a bunch of different ways, so I'm just going to do the honors of just putting the, the information up and letting it ride with that. But he basically looked through every single character that was mentioned and 
every single uh, lineage and actually went through all the appendices of Tolkien that Tolkien put, not only in the history of Metal Ark, the homes, which I have three out of the 12 or 13 volumes, but he also went through um, the Silmarillion, the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. I mean, everything that you can possibly imagine is in there. And... Uh, so he went through and said, okay, all of the Valar are these people. It's like Varda, Manwi, Mandos, uh, Vare, Irmo, Esti. And like I'm probably butchering all these names. And then they put all the different people that were the uh, hosts of the elven households up at the top uh, and where they came in in the lineage. And since the elves are the first people, they're up at the top. And then when you move down even further, there's people in here I've never heard of. And I am fairly in on the the, the uh, Tolkien mythology. There's a lot of stuff that, that I'm sitting there going, I'm pretty sure I know who Durin was. Durin's the original dwarf. Yeah, okay, we're all good with that. I knew all the way down to, you know, Thorin King under the mountain and Gloin and Oin and all the way down there, but it's there's there's interesting and weird things that I really didn't understand. Just like some of the names that kind of are sitting off in the middle of nowhere. I was like, wow, that that's really strange. There's actually all the hobbits that are put in there. I mean, everything. They even have a lineage of the dragons. And they're not directly connected to each other. But you can click on each one. And it actually will take you to the Tolkien, Tolkien gateway. So if you don't know who Glorung is, he actually happens to be one of the cheap, chiefest uh, and the first of the dragons. So you can go and they actually click and they, they have a very extensive... Uh, a bit of information about this particular character and why he was, where were the first instance of him. This is everything that a Lord of the Ring geek could ever possibly go. And it's, it's just unbelievable. That's dedication. Uh, that's, I think that's more than dedication. That's, that's a little bit of Asperger's. <laughs> I mean, that, that is like Rain Man style digging in on Lord of the Rings. So that's pretty cool. I'm definitely going to visit back there, especially if there's a name that I don't remember as I'm rereading something. But it's just insane. It's awesome. So, all right. Moving on to the next little fun thing. That that, that was our super geek Lord of the Rings thing. This uh, little style for your geekery. I know that I'm going to need all these posters. How about you? Uh, yeah. I'm going to need a little bit more wall space, too. <laughs> but uh, what are we talking about here? There, uh, what sir? we're talking about is a bunch of posters that... Uh that you would find at uh, lilyfactory.fr. And uh, what is this? Just this one girl who's dressed as all these different kinds of, uh, I guess, the superheroes, right? Or Yeah, it's it's basically just her art, and uh, she, she has all these different posters put up of the different fun little uh, superheroes. And it's it's all over at Society6, which I absolutely love. But this is her store. I think it's directly linked from uh, what you're talking about, liliesfactory.fr, so she's French, or at least her website is. And uh, But they have some of the most beautiful artwork that I've seen of things like you know Thor and uh, the Hulk, which we're zooming in on right now, so you should be able to see. But they're really kind of negative space stuff. Yeah. yeah I, I especially like the Iron Man one. That, that's, that's pretty neat. And yeah. all, all it is is like the, you see the dark... You know, you see a dark figure, and you see the symbol in the back, and of course, you, you would have to know what it is. Oh yeah, and it's it's these are one of the things like I actually think might even be better to have in a set, so it's not just like you'd buy the Captain America poster, or you would buy the uh, the Spider Man poster, which we're going to show now. Uh, it's actually a really 
I think this would be cool to have like a DC set and like a Marvel set. Yeah. Of just like really iconic characters all throughout, so I think it's pretty awesome. And we, and we were both discussing this earlier, and it, I'll be, you were right about one thing: uh, the Superman uh, poster. That's that's iffy, you know. It's not as you know awesome looking as you know the rest of them. Yeah, and it, I don't know what it is about Superman. I like Superman as a character. I think he's really interesting. He's hard to eat, you know the the whole. Uh, what is it, Kill Bill, where he goes on the long rant about how Superman, his secret identity, is the yeah. normal person. And that that's true in certain aspects, but if you look at the colors that they use in Superman and a lot of the other things, he's, for most people, he's a hard character to directly relate to. I guess because of his alien origins, the fact that he's like the perfect man. Right. So it, it's, it's kind of interesting. But, I mean, I love the flawed superheroes. I love... The, the Green Lanterns, I love the Iron Man and the Batman. I mean, I'm so much more of a Batman guy than I am a, uh, a, a Superman guy. So, that's just me. I think these prints are absolutely gorgeous. And for an 8x10, it's only 17 bucks, which isn't too bad at all. No. So, but if you have a specific and favorite uh, out of all of them, you can just go in there for the full size, you know, 28 by 38 and that's 45 And that's still not even bad when you consider it like it's an original art. Yeah. So, all right, wanted to uh, move along to the next fun little thing. Uh, and it's another poster, which actually I uh, I love this design. <laughs> and what this <laughs> is is uh, just a, a, a what looks like a uh, burned around the edges Legend of Zelda poster. And underneath it's it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. And if you remember, that's from the first Legend of Zelda. Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> did you ever see the uh, the wedding proposal where he hacked into the game and instead of, instead of saying it's it's dangerous to go alone, uh, he said it was something like it's dangerous to go alone. Todd wants you to take this. Please turn around. And the guy had the ring. Oh wow! In like a little Legend of Zelda box. That's awesome. And it's like wow. I I could definitely see you pulling something like that <laughs> off. <laughs> But, you know, it, it has to be the right kind of girl to accept that and say, yeah. oh, my God, that's so great, and get, <laughs> and get the vapors on oh, that one. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that's one of those things. It's like I found all these really cool uh, uh, attempts to, uh, to do, you know, insert geekery into a, a marriage proposal. Right. And I was like, wow, I don't really think that would have worked for me. No. I mean, I, I like going the more traditional route. Asked beforehand. Asked, you know, asked, asked your dad beforehand, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the whole nine yards. Did it at a uh, you know a lovely little uh, Christmas uh, area, but uh, it's it's one of those things where you go, all right, do I want to really get all my guy friends to think this is awesome, or do I want to? <laughs> well, maybe if it's the right girl. <laughs> so it's, you know, my wife and I share a lot of things, and one of the things for the longest time was actually playing Mario Kart. Right. But uh, you know, certain things we, we shift around. Now it's Tetris more than anything. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> a traditional and a geeky proposal. So we're hoping that one of our listeners in the uh, room, Jen, actually says she hopes she gets a traditional and a geeky proposal. So yeah, there has to be a way of actually incorporating all of that in together. So, uh, you know, find, find, you know, like, the, you know, asking the father, doing the whole nine yards, and then finding some way to make, like, I don't know, like a Lego chip on top of the, the diamond after a move. Yeah. My dad did it with uh, during Christmas with a box of, uh, uh, with a ring box that had a walnut in it. <laughs> and then uh, my mom almost threw, which she did throw it at him. But uh, then he kept trying to hand her a bag of walnuts, and she didn't want any walnuts. She was too ticked off at him until she finally realized a couple minutes later, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, later on my sister ate the walnut accidentally. 
Oof. That's many years after the whole proposal. Wow. <laughs> I've actually seen Lego ring boxes, and they do exist. I've, well, obviously, I mean, you can make it yourself. Yeah. But I actually saw somebody make a Lego ring, and then the real ring was behind it. So oh, wow. I thought that was actually a little bit cooler because it's like you open up the regular ring box and you see a Lego ring and the girl's going to say, oh, wait, that's great. I really can't wear that. It's a little too chunky and bricky. <laughs> but, you know, like the, it actually opened to reveal the ring itself opened to reveal the oh wow the ring, which is even cooler. So that is man. All right. Moving on to the next slightly terrifying story. Yeah. So uh, I'm a big on the science and uh this 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 takes science and it actually kind of uh, spooks you a little bit. We're talking a little Jurassic Park going on here, but scientists have actually examined a Jurassic cricket. A, a you know they they have what was I think it said it was actually a, a fossil that was preserved in amber that they cut out of amber or something along those lines. Yeah, it was so delicately preserved that they were a- actually able to find the fin, the not only the wings but actually the ridges on the wings, and all these tiny little minute details on the on this massive insect comparatively, and. They they were able to recreate what a cricket sounded like from Jurassic time. Oh wow! And that's just insane. I try I've tried to click on the sound a couple times, and the site appears to be down. But what they actually did was they took like an electron scanning microscope and actually scanned the ridges that they see, and actually recreated through a three D printer or something like that what that would actually create. Wow! Now this is the kind of cool thing that I can't wait to see because I've actually seen a uh, in kind of an aside. I've seen somebody actually take the nasal ca- passages of a uh, Sarlophilus or a you know duck billed dinosaur yeah. because they're supposed to be able to have this uh, you know they were supposed to make noises. You know, like these honking noises or whatever it was. Yeah. And somebody actually created the the cavity, much like in Jurassic Park where they create the vocal cavity for right. the uh, for the Velociraptor, which is actually a Deinonychus. Don't know if you knew that. No. The Velociraptors were actually a little smaller. The Deinonychus is the one that when you actually look at the thing and it has the giant claw and it's ticking the claw on the floor, the Deinonychus actually means terrible claw. So that's the actual foot. Hmm. That looks like for that. The Velociraptor actually have much more of a bird-like foot. And now you know. The more you know. <laughs> Ding. I think that's one thing that we really have to get going on around here. I have to have like a crank star that goes across <laughs> whenever I do a stupid Mr. Rogers moment. Let's get one of those windmills behind <laughs> you and then we, you just hit a button. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, it, it's one of those cool things uh, that I just thought was really cool and wanted to pass along. Uh, by the way, uh, in honor of the Lord of the Rings geek thing, I'm ha- wearing my Gandalf shirt. <laughs> I was wearing this in uh, in physical therapy today, and one of the guys looked <laughs> looked over at me and said, "Oh my God, Elf! You have Elf on your T-shirt. Haven't seen that in but a minute." <laughs> He's like, "That's great. Where'd you get it?" And I told him all about the website where I got it, which actually isn't a sponsor of the Caffeination. Would be fantastic if they did. Uh, it's called tfury.com, T-E-E, fury.com. One new design every day, $9 a T-shirt. Really easy to get sucked in and start buying multiple shirts throughout <laughs> the week and month. So I try not to go there unless it's really awesome. But, uh, yeah, once the shirt design's gone, it's gone. So sometimes uh-huh. the graphic designer, despite the fact that they're not really supposed to, will change slight things about it and list it at other sites. But it's usually never that cheap. So you know, you go there for, for the uh, first run awesome hmm. graphicness like Gandalf. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. So it's it's a pun and a design at the same time. 
Okay. So it's like my perfect shirt. It is. It, it, perfect <laughs> for you. So there you go. You, see, you wish you could have this shirt. I, you know what? I, I dream about it every I, night. I would give you the shirt off my back. <laughs> but we would probably lose a lot of viewers. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving right along to the next little fun thing that we have. Uh, as, a, as, is, as if the um, terrifying Jurassic crickets weren't enough. No. Which we were not able to get the uh, sound to play, just, just so that everybody knows you didn't miss it in the background or anything. Unfortunately. But the, as if we were not able to get that. But now we have the uh, wonder of wonders. A 53-foot-tall bust of Optimus Prime, which is actually pretty terrifying. That that's awesome. All made out of snow. I mean, I, I, it's hard to really see the detail on some of the uh, different things that we're talking about because it's white on white. It's snow. Right, but I mean, you could see, you know, the head up at the top, metal. I mean, that's and I'll form the head. Wait, that's Voltron. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I wish I could tell you where this is actually uh, going to be debuting, but I'm not hacking that name because I just don't want to. Okay, wait. Where is it? I'll, I'll give it a go. Whoa. All right, maybe not. So that's in <laughs> that's in the Japan because they call things prefectures, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that it's a Ashikawa Hokiado. Good enough for government work. Oh yeah. Uh, so I think we're just gonna call that one a day. But uh, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Uh, I, I would love to see what that thing looks like in real life because I think China has a couple of the real life Gundam statues. Yeah. That are actually like to scale. Like, I think it's like half scale, but still, a scale's a scale. Yeah. So, it'd be pretty awesome. I, I know I've said this before, that there's one time some kid actually tried to print out a map of the city of Philadelphia on a one-to-one scale, which means that one foot of paper would have been one foot of the city. Philadelphia, we're not talking like Philadelphia, Oklahoma here. We're talking Philadelphia, <laughs> Pennsylvania, fifth slash sixth biggest city in the country, large metropolitan area, every curb in the city. So he printed it right out of one program that's all wireframe. So it was all lines. It wasn't <laughs> even like a map. And I caught him as he came in for the second time to grab a ream of paper, 500 sheets. And he was like, I thought it was just printing out pieces. It was. There were some pages that were printing out blank. Other pages just had a line on it. And he got lucky. And on one or two of the pages, there was like a vertice. So it was like a line and another line coming off of it. Oh and he didn't God. stop it. This is like six years ago at this point. But he didn't stop it. So I had to kind of kindly tell him that no matter how big his model was, this was probably not the best way to build it. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, that the scale is important. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. So the scale to fit button, as much as I usually hate it on printers, is probably a good thing if you're talking about a city. <laughs> so... Uh, no, no shirt, no podcast. Yeah, shirt, so podcast. Yes, we're we're keeping the shirt. But what about pants? Pants are definitely optional with this camera level. Yeah. <laughs> but if this is ever a team podcast with there's me and Steve, pants are all pants are always going to be worn. Yes. So that's just we're, that's our promise to you. We will always have pants on. I can't promise pants. I can't promise pants if there's nobody else here but me. <laughs> but it is my basement. If I'm really going to live up to the internet geek uh, standard. 
you know, first of all, I'm going to have to broadcast from my parents' basement, so I'm going to actually have to go over to their house. <laughs> and then I'm going to have to, you know, start dressing down a little. And before you know it, it might cut off, like, right here on you. And yeah. They, they don't know. They, yeah. It's just like, yeah, I'm just going to wear, like, the suit that I'm going to, like, physically remove the rest of it and just be really comfortable from the front. <laughs> that, that's just bad. <laughs> all right. Uh, the next little thing is actually incredibly geeky, and we're getting a little bit more back on target and definitely a lot more work safe considering the uh, subject matter but uh what to expect from windows 8 now are, are you have you seen anything on windows 8 yet other than what i have on the screen uh i've read about it and i know there is actually something missing from all the previous issues what what, what would you say is missing there good buddy uh, i would have to say the start button yeah i'm, I'm actually kind of missing the start button I, I i wish it was there i don't think there was anything wrong with the format that they had before no I mean, I, it's kind of like when, when I first installed the latest version of Ubuntu, which I can show you at another point. Um, it was – they completely changed the desktops and they, they had these floating windows now that show up and you, you have to click through things. But you know what? People don't want to learn a new desktop situation. And the other thing that they're putting out there is the App Store. It's like everybody on Mac loves the App Store. Actually, most of the people that I know don't like the App Store. They <laughs> wish that – you know. They wish that there was a way to get things other than through apps. Right. So it's like I know people who think it's a good thing. It's a lot, you know, it's a lot quicker and easier to get your applications. But at the same point in time, if you have to reinstall everything, it turns out to be a pain. So that's not really what we think would be a good idea here. Yeah, and you know what? I, you know, as my, I'm pretty sure you get the same problem I do on my Droid phone. You know, with the whole apps thing, is that you know I probably have about I'd say ten to eleven apps on my phone. And it's at one point in time you get like six or seven at a time, you know, that say, you know, you know, this has this needs an update, this needs an update, and you know, after a while it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, it's, you know? and they force you to update half yeah. the time. It's like, well, you can't use this unless you update to the latest version. You know what? I don't want things that stop me from doing other things on my computer. I'm almost fine with it on the phone as yeah. long as I can dial. But the the issue that I'm going to have with my computer is. If my computer says, hey, you know what, um, Audacity needs to be updated. No, 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 don't update Audacity because when you update Audacity and if I haven't changed any of my settings or haven't saved any of them, the next time I report, record a podcast, everybody could be talking like this. And that would just be bad. I think so. I mean, it, it might be kind of funny, but, you know, it, it would be a little bit weird. It'd be our Helium edition. C-A-F-F-I-M-A-T-I-O-N.com. You know, the chipmunk edition here at the Caffeination <laughs> Podcast. But uh, it, it's – or we could do – what's the other one? The sodium – the one that they did on uh, one of the radio stations around here. It's the one where – it's the opposite of helium, so it drops your voice down really low. So it's <laughs> – it's. Uh, I'll, I'll, we'll find it, another one. I can't remember off the top of my head. But I think it would be interesting. But, uh, you know, I, I like the App Store idea, but I don't think you should be forced into using right. it as your sole ma method. And unless there's a classic mode, I'm going to have so many professors, people who haven't still gotten the handle of Windows XP, that are going to cry if we move to Windows 8. Because, I mean, the, the entire way that the, the screen is set up is so different. Yeah. It's great for an Xbox. It's great for oh, a yeah. phone. But... Your computer isn't a touch interface. Like I, I hope that the keyboard never goes away because I, as much as the on-screen keyboards are right, I like having a physical keyboard yeah. at least on my computer. Come on. Oh, yeah. So I mean, you're just figuring it out with the Kindle. I mean, it's great, but there's that point where you just want to be. Yeah, able it's to like after a while you're typing. It's like you know what? Where's the keyboard? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we have. Uh, I actually had a service tech uh, with the CNC problem who said, "So, do you still have any computers running Windows XP?" Because he couldn't get the the software to run on Windows Seven with our security. And I said, uh, no, Windows XP is out of service with Microsoft. He says, oh, we still recommend people use it with something. So I went, that's a problem. Because Windows XP came out in 2001. So, I mean, that's 10 years old at this point. So if you're, you haven't updated your software to something that's a little bit more com- com- compatible, that, that's just sad. Yeah, I'd say so. So, I mean, I know that there's some people who don't like change, and that's why the classic mode exists in yeah. XP or in uh, Windows 7. It's like you switch it to classic mode, and it looks 90% the same. Yeah. It functions pretty similar, too. So, All right. Now, we have a special guest here for today. This special guest is actually sitting to my right. So we're going to play his fun little theme song. We've got to make sure that it actually sets off and goes right. And uh, then uh, he's gonna fire off. Unfortunately, I can't hear it. I know you can't, so I'm gonna gonna have to uh, see. We're, we're all gonna work this out for the next time. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the one and fabulous place that is Steve's world. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> and uh, what this is is actually. Uh, Something new we'll add to the show, which is a couple of fun facts that uh, I find on the internet uh, every day. And I'll throw, for today, I'll throw uh, just three of them at you. And uh, we'll start off with uh, something a little easy that you'll remember. For instance, you who does not spoil, which is also pretty uh, pretty interesting fact, I believe. I actually think you who not spoiling is slightly terrifying. Oh, why? During the zombie apocalypse, phew, Yoo-hoo and Twinkies, right? <laughs> uh, actually, if you keep it in the sealed bottle, I believe it's glass. I don't know, but I'll have to uh, research on the glass or plastic, whatever one works. But I believe it's the glass that actually works a lot more and not spoiling. Now you know. Let's go Good on. Let's go, <laughs> let's go on to another fact. Uh, this is actually, I think, would be a money saver on a few uh, things. Diet Coke and Coke Zero are actually the same uh, beverage. The only slight difference is the uh, 0.5 calories between the two. So where do they get the 0.5 calories? Is it like somebody forgets to clip their fingernails? <laughs> I think so, or maybe a piece of hair just drops off. Oh, that's, that, that's disgusting. <laughs> oh, if you think that's disgusting, how about this one? This is the last one for today. All right. A British artist uh, by the name of Jessica Harrison has actually made a bunch of really odd and unsettling uh, Mouth eyes, and what this actually is is uh, she made fake eyelashes out of fly legs. All right, now we're <laughs> gonna have to see if I can actually zoom in on this one. So get your feast of Steve there, and then we're gonna move around so that you can actually see. Yeah, that is not only disgusting; that's more than a little terrifying. So apparently, Steve's world is populated by very strange, and we're not even gonna go wonderful on this one, but uh, things. But thank you so much for the visit to Steve's world this time. That's right. <laughs> All right, so I had a little bit of the Legend of Zelda playing in the background on that one, <laughs> and it kind of cut off halfway through. So I, I will oh, work well. it out so that we work it out. Okay. Next time. All right, so thank you for Steve's world. <laughs> All right, next little thing we got for you here is the food and caffeinated bits. And uh, <laughs> we're going to hit Steve back again on this next one. This is back once again with the Renegade Master. I like that. Uh, I think that's, that's what we should use, because uh, that, that's, that's going to nice. be your ill behavior. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll start off with a little uh, gin and titanic. 
And uh, what this is is basically uh, ice cubes in the shape of the Titanic, which is actually pretty neat. I, I, I like that. I know we were going to talk about this a while ago, and I don't think we ever uh, came, came to the... Uh came down to a f- finding a really fun place for this thing to live. At, at only seven ninety five, I don't think it's that bad of a deal either. No, I mean you get yourself a little some you know ice you know, some uh, icebergs, some ships. You know, you got it all set. And then what kind of gym would you would you uh, recommend? Ah, uh, Tangeray, <laughs> smashing. <laughs> All right, Steve has a habit when we go out. He is a uh, Tangeray and tonic man, almost. On par, like immediately, right there. That's right. So that that's exactly how, how you will find him at any bar. That's right. All right. Now, the next little fun thing we have was actually sent to me by the fine folks at Pete's Coffee. Pete's Coffee, which if you remember or seen on the past episodes, uh, every once in a while they'll send in a fun little blend. This time they're actually sending us in a contest. So we'd like to direct you over there if you'd like to see what they have about there. But Pete's Coffee is actually allowing you to win a trip to the Monte Alegre estate in Brazil. So if you like coffee so much that you can go visit it, there you go now. So you head on over to their page at Pete'sCoffee.com, uh, which we're actually going to uh, shoot you the fun little uh, email or a fun, fun little link on there so you can get on over there and enter it in. But actually, if you are a coffee aficionado, you can go through and enter in by answering trivia questions about coffee. And the more things you answer, the more times you can enter. <laughs> I haven't entered yet. So I don't know exactly how much I, I my large array of knowledge isn't always let's just say uh, mission critical knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, I know a lot of the crazy stuff, but I think this is a really cool thing, and I, I would actually like to see a lot more um, coffee roasters, large and small, start to pay homage to homage to to their to the people who actually fund it and farm that well we're the people who fund it, but people who farm the coffee. Because I think that's really cool, and actually getting to visit some of these places, uh, you know, can really kind of give you a really true appreciation for how much work actually goes into one cup of coffee. So I think that's awesome. Wanted to share that with the group. All right, next little thing that we got for you here: yet another Stevie story. Yeah, and uh, somehow it involves another drink. <laughs> Lush. <laughs> and uh, what we're talking about here is uh, Paul actually found this. Uh, during his trips through the internet, and it's called the Ganondorf, which is a Legend of Zelda cocktail, which uh, involves black sambuca, Myers rum, uh, Grand Marnier, apple juice, and club soda, which actually uh, sounds pretty tasty. Yeah, you know, I, I like the idea, and I'm a big guy on trying new and interesting cocktails, but um, the I've never heard of black sambuca versus regular sambuca. I don't know what the difference is. So, I mean, and any of the things we could say after that would probably not be good. No. But it's it's one of those things, like, maybe it's, I mean, Sambuca already tastes like licorice. Right. So, black licorice is just more natural licorice, yeah. I guess, as opposed to the red. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I never really thought that there was that much um, difference between the two. I mean, black licorice tastes stronger. Right. But it's it's one of those things where you're like, okay, well, I think that would be a really cool thing to, to put out there. But, you know, I, I'd like to see – I like the fact that they actually have um, a uh, a quote from Ganondorf in there. By the way, what is O-O-T? Uh, oot? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's wonderful. wonderful. Thank you. No, uh, I think it's Ocarina of Time. Just putting it out there. It is. But <laughs> oot. <laughs> Fantastic. There. So now we go. Caffeination oot. Oot, oot. 
All right, so you're supposed to shake all the ingredients into a glass. Says, pathetic little fool, do you realize who you're dealing with? I am Ganondorf, and I will soon rule the world. Apparently not, because you know, he doesn't really ever follow through. Yeah. I mean, since Zelda has had, you know, Link and Zelda have had so many different adventures over the years, and the mic just totally turned away from me. Wow, the mic's even done listening to me. <laughs> but uh, since they've had so many adventures over the years, wouldn't it be cool if you could see something like a little bit of a Grendel, where they flip the story around and it's told from, like, Ganondorf's side? Where like you know these these good like, for nothing do gooders keep messing up my plans and it's like I'm the rightful owner or the rightful ruler or something. That, that might actually be a, a neat idea to play you know Legend of Zelda you know his Ganon- side his side of the story. I don't even know if it'd be the Legend of Zelda. It'd be like Ganondorf's Trials or something like that. Hmm. I mean, is he like pretty much the the main enemy through all of he them? He is the main enemy through every single one of he them. He is the Bowser. I mean, you, you yeah he, he you know you have your small bosses here and there. But in the end, you know, he is the main guy. He is Bowser of Legend of Zelda. That's 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 some cool. Yeah. So I mean, I I think we should get we need to we need to get people. We have people who listen to us and people who watch us, but we need people in the industry kind of people. Right here, you got comic gold. You have great. <laughs> th- this this idea could sell. It could. We need to like patent it. Patented. <laughs> That's it. This episode's not going to be under Creative Commons. This one's going to be under copyright. <laughs> not copyleft. This is copyright because that's how I feel about it. All right. <laughs> the next little thing, another really goofy thing. This is a, just a bad bad overall humor <laughs> episode. I'm the bad humor man. <laughs> All right. I like my coffee like I like my punk. And that's black coffee. I love this. I think it's a fun thing. It's a takeoff on the black flag thing, and it's just all rolled up into a fun little coffee mug. I like coffee mugs. I just have so many of them that I've had to start migrating some of the ones to work. Mm -hmm. So I keep migrating the ones that are, uh, I guess, politically and socially neutral. So it's ones that can't make any statement whatsoever so that, you know, if somebody comes in for coffee, it's not like I'm making some kind of statement to them when I hand them the mug. You know, not that I have any other ones, but there's also some funds like, you know, funds like Fuzzy fuzzy Puppies. I have another one that's the Naked Mole Rat just because I like that one. Yeah, I've seen that. that That was a fan favorite. And I have my Smurf birthday mug, which I use every year on my birthday. Your Smurf? My Birth. Smurf birthday mug. It will be on the next episode. I'm going to use it. <laughs> I'm going to have it. It's going to be like my crunk cup with a Smurf cup. <laughs> That's right. My Smurf cup. Smurf that. <laughs> Smurf right. <laughs> wow, we're really off topic now. Yeah. yeah All right. We- so uh, I don't even know where the topic is. You want to fire a flare up or anything? Uh, yeah, we're talking about the uh, black coffee. I'm just talking about Shaft. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we have another special story out here directly for the uh, editor and owner of INeedCoffee.com. But this is some fun stuff and uh, some absolutely wonderful stuff that we're uh, passing along to uh, Michael Allen Smith. Uh, he is a huge fan of one wonderful show called Parks and Recreations, and he likes Ron Swanson. So give me all the bacon and eggs you have, Ron Binking Swanson. So I have that up there. It's just there as a tribute to the people who like that show. I've seen a couple of clips. I've seen a couple of shows. It's really funny, and that's pretty much all you need. (laughs) All right, now the last little thing that we got for you here on today's Caffeination Podcast is uh, the the cheeseburger uh, stool set. Paradise? Paradise. 
And uh, you know what? For $160, I sent on a cheeseburger. Uh, no, thank you. You know what? It does not have <laughs> mustard and onion, and it does not cost anything nice. No, not at all. So, I mean, I like it. It's a great idea. It's one of those things like you'd find on Pinterest yeah. to bring it full circle. It's like you'd find it, you say, wow, that's really cool. There's no place in my house that a cheeseburger and too many little – that even could be the Whopper and the Whopper Jr. from the Goofy commercials. <laughs> But there's no place that those could live unless, of course, you have a fry stand media rack. And then he could just put it in, like, a junk food-themed room. Yeah. If that's really your thing. I mean, I liked fries so much at one point that I actually had a uh, a hat that I wore during the winter that said my had fries written around the outside. But it just said French fries, French fries. All the way. I still have that, too. I'm going to wear my Smurf cup and my French fry hat. You're going to wear your Smurf cup? I'm going to wear my Smurf cup. It's going to be under the hat. That's how it's going to work out. All right. It's been a punchy episode. I think we're just going to call it a night here. I'd like to thank everybody who stopped by for the live chat. Uh, I'd like to <laughs> thank very much uh, uh, Daily Demitas and Valley Man, who are, were their wonderful selves again in the uh, chat, keeping up the yucks, and we just try and keep up with uh, <laughs> the, the uh, pace of the episode. Yeah. Maybe next time we'll remember to push play. <laughs> so you can get the entirety of the fun little episode. But I'm actually going to push out the video episode this week so that you can see the entirety of the nonsense that goes on. So that way, if you happen to miss it, you'll be able to catch it. This one's going to be over on YouTube because it's actually going to be a lot prettier over there. And you get to see all the majesty that is this. And that. And this? Yeah. <laughs> majesty here. That's what it is. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we're we're going to actually put uh, some magic into this and make it work. But thank you ever so much for listening. And stay caffeinated, people.